Welcome to Watch Our Crappins, a podcast about all that crap on Bravo that we just love to talk about. I'm Ben Mandelker, and joining me today is a man who loves a cryptic message. It's Mr. Ronnie Karam. Hi, Ronnie. Hi. Sorry, my little speaker <laughs> fell off my computer, and I'm messing with it. I'm going to put it on the. I'm what just going to let it dangle in front what of an me. Awkward broken. start. What an awkward start to the episode. <laughs> You know, but how fitting, Aqua right? Paws. Just a dangling speaker. That's how Salt Lake City begins. <laughs> it was a very awkward cryptic massa. <laughs> you know what? It's how she spelled because. Who spells <laughs> it like that? <laughs> yeah, it's the it's the it's the re- it's the smoking because, okay. <laughs> um Salt Lake City continues to deliver so many wonderful things, and it is so good. And we're talking about it today. We're also doing crappins on demand. So uh, go to patreon.com slash watch for crappins and you can see our faces. I have not cut my hair. Um, and uh, so you can watch us. You don't have to just listen to us. I highly recommend it because there's usually a Bueller cameo. That's Ronnie's dog. And uh, also, guys, go to watchercrappins.com and get tickets to your sh- to the live shows. We're going all around the country. I will say I looked at the map for our New York City show. Ronnie, we have like 40 tickets left. So if you are interested in the Golden Crappies, there's literally 40 tickets left. And that's it. So, uh, But don't worry. We're going to lots of other places. We're going to Boston that same weekend. We're going to Philadelphia, D.C., like, you know, a million places. So watchercrappins.com. Go get a ticket. We want to see you. We don't want you to feel like you're missing out. We want everyone to be part of this experience. It's going to be a great time. Okay. You know what? It's going to be a great time. I'm going to talk like Michael Joseph right now just because it's fun to do it. Okay. Okay. Ronnie, how are you? Hi. I'm great. This is our Friday, basically. We are here uh, on our last day before Thanksgiving break. Now, we're going to be here with you in your ears all week because we've got Real Housewives girls trip we've got two episodes today we've got two episodes of girls trip and we've got a bonus episode so we're still gonna have a full week here but today this is it and tonight we're gonna be doing take a seat uh over on spotify green room just download the green room app it's free mm-hmm. okay follow take a seat and ben vandelker and you'll find us we can do that at 7 p.m central and 10 p.m eastern time we just talk a lot of poo basically you guys talk we talk we all talk together Guy. Yeah. Uh, so come join us for that. So then after that, we're we're off. We're out of here. I'm like ready to make some. I'm making yeah. something wonderful every day this week for Thanksgiving. I'm gonna I'm gonna try something new with my Thanksgiving turkey. I'm just gonna put a bunch of melted raclette on it and see how that plays. You know, I think <laughs> after this episode, it's just gonna be. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm just gonna put newspapers on my table and then cover the entire thing with melted raclette. <laughs> that is gonna be my Thanksgiving, and we just dip turkey and stuffing in it and whatever else needs to go in it because I'm now I'm committed to a raclette lifestyle after watching this. Oh, and I want to also say one other thing, which is that we are. We are going to go enjoy a week off, and that means that the Winter House season finale will not be up this week, and neither will Girls Trip Episode 4, but uh, but Winter House will be up next Monday or so. So it will come just a little later than usual. That's all. Yeah. 
Um, so let's get to it, everybody. Okay. I was driving carpool with my children. That's what I'm saying to everything I'm getting called out. That's my response it's... to everything I get called out on lately. I was driving carpool with my children. You're going to have to say that a lot this week. I feel like this is a week with a lot of family. And so there are going to be a lot of asks. And I think just whatever it is, like Ronnie, did you did you pick up uh, the stuffing? I was driving carpool with my children. <laughs> also, I want to point out something else. I feel like we've never really discussed this, but it's something that I notice every single week. Okay, Lisa Barlow, when she does her line, she doesn't have any dramatic pause in it. Have you noticed that with her tagline? She always goes. What is it? She's like, I don't need to lie. I don't, I gotta, she just sort of like says it in one big, I forget what her line is right now, but she just sort of you says it. You don't have it to like, love me because I have enough, I love myself enough for the both of us. Yeah, that's what it is. So normally you would say, you don't have to love me because I have enough love for both of us. But she's like, you don't have to love me because I've got enough for both of us. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> and the reason why I mentioned that is because that also like goes, it extends to her saying previously on The Real Housewives because normally you go, previously on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And she goes, previously on The Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. And you're like, whoa, Lisa. <laughs> Take Pauses. You know, they're like, Lisa, we have to record your line today. She's like, you know what? I've got very many. I've got so many businesses. <laughs> Just do it fast, okay? Hold on. My lawyer's calling. Hello, Sue. I've got Jonathan on the other line. Jonathan, I don't care if you love me, okay? I've got enough love for the both of us. They're like, print. Just use that. Just use that. I love myself enough for the both of us. <laughs> just use whatever she just said to her lawyer on the phone okay <laughs> yeah her just it's just her cadence is hilarious to me so so um, last week was this like 24 bleep 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 and it was like a time thing on screen and then we would just get like kind of horror music as we came into the scenes this week they dropped that and we're just getting horror piano which you know the horror piano was very nice because i like thinking of trixie like just with a cigarette dangling out of her mouth you know doing a little c to e horror piano but you know i do i do appreciate some consistency guys so if we're going to be working on titles you need to have team a work with team b and yeah. get together because i can't have titles like that one week and then the next week i'm just left in the air with a little tinkle piano okay you know what i mean i need consistency it's it's hard because you get um you get expectations and uh and then those expectations aren't met you know and that yeah. leads to disappointment and, and we don't need that in our lives we have enough going see on see the number i to see the number and like the little images behind the number and then the <laughs> the tv's you know fuzzing out or whatever so yeah. we get horror piano and jenny lisa is just said, oh, well, I think I know why she got out of the Uber, Heather. And Jenny's like, oh, so you think that she's meeting up with another guy? Just say that. And she's like, well, I don't know what happened that night, but I've no, and I have no idea what happened that night. I have no idea, but I will say that if there was a man who she met up with, that's something that could have happened. But I have no idea. I have no idea whatsoever. Yeah, and Whitney's like, but if we do not share what we know we are in danger okay whitney i love this enough, <laughs> enough we are whitney. in danger whitney's acting like she's hiding in a closet looking out the little slits you know from in the door it's like we are in danger if we don't know about it, this telemarketing scheme i was carpooling my children she's gonna use this also for like anytime she wants gossip she's gonna say if, if you don't give her the gossip she is literally gonna pull the danger card she's like 
I need to know what sort of Snapple she bought at the convenience store because if we don't know these things, we are in danger. <laughs> so Mary is just like, no, raw fish. I can't. The fish gave birth to other fish in my stomach. I <clears throat> raw fish. And then Lisa's like, ah! Ah! I just, I feel so deceived. Like, honestly, I feel so deceived. Like, honestly, I just don't think that she is who we think she is. I don't know who she is. Like, I have no idea who she is. She's a completely different person than I think. And I just, like, I was just like, she was meeting with somebody and she got out of a new bar. She got out of a new bar. <laughs> and then Meredith is, like, drunk and has been, like, she's also, like, dehydrated from sitting in a bathtub all day. She's basically marinated. She's just, she's, like, practically purple. She's, like, Coco Vand herself. And she's like, well, she's not. <laughs> Like her head is just like fully like teetering around. So Heather's like, you know, when I saw Jen getting out of the Uber, I assumed she just didn't want me to know who was picking her up. But I never considered it as a scandal, as scandalous as another man. I mean, and if Lisa knows who it is, I mean, she if it seems like a pretty big accusation. So like, why wouldn't she just tell us? And Lisa's like, I just, she's not who I thought she was. She's not who I thought. Who did you think she was? I love that everybody's acting like Jen had this huge act on that she wasn't a horrible fucking human being. Jen has yeah. been nothing but a horrible human being. And I don't believe that any of you are surprised. But Lisa's, the best thing about it is that Lisa isn't crying at all. She's just doing the housewife thing of taking her fingers and shoving them under her eyes and pressing them. And her eyeballs are going to pop out. She's just trying to make tears come. But yeah. it's not really I think that she's just looking for an excuse to, to distance herself from Jen. I think that she's actually been waiting for that. And so now she's like, oh, my God, the other day I lent her a paperclip and she never gave it back. And I'm like, I feel so deceived. Who is this person? I, the person that I thought I knew who would give paperclips back. It's not her at all. I don't think I could be friends mm. with her anymore. I don't think so. Mm. <laughs> so Meredith Meredith comes behind her and sits on her lap and brings her a fresh glass of cuvee from the Christa Christ Christ Cuvee Foundation. And she's like, Shh, I know, I know. Tell mama all about it. Who hurt my toddler? And Lisa's like, I feel sick. I feel sorry. She's like, hang up off. Dorito taco shell. Dorito taco shell. The world will always sell. Dorito taco shell. <laughs> That's my favorite nursery rhyme. <laughs> Fresh burrito. So then um, Jenny is like, okay, so I don't know. I, I know you don't want to say certain things that are like out of line, but like we're all in this and she's not here. So we need to know. Girls, it's my first vacation. I need you to give me the gossip. Okay, come on. I need to have a scene here. Yeah, basically. And everyone's getting themselves all worked up and it just cuts to Mary. He's like, ow. Because she <laughs> ate a chip wrong. And she's like looking at that chip like she's going to make it mortgage its chip house. Yeah. To her. She's, like so <laughs> she so, she's so mad. But then she also has that look like, fuck this chip. I think I'm going to keep eating it. <laughs> and <laughs> I like that resignation. Yeah. And then Jenny continues to yell because we feel betrayed. Okay. You're officially doing too much now. Sit back down, Jenny. Okay, you yeah. your five minutes, ma'am. Lisa's like, I feel betrayed. I think we all feel betrayed. I feel like she has a double off. Okay. It's like you're both fresh wolf and fresh coyote. Okay. And I was like rooting for her. And over the past couple of weeks, when I was asked about, like, bye. 
up. That's my version of beeping. At her kid's photo shoot, it like, I set her off and then like we ended up hugging it out, but did it end well? No, because here's some fresh content, okay? Guess what? No, as soon as I got in the car, I started to get all this like, fuck you, you're not my fucking friend. Like my kids, my kids are in my car. They're like in the presence of a text message, okay? They could have read because spelled B-C-U-Z. What is their signature way of spelling it, okay? My kids were near that. Ah. Were you carpooling them? I was. Oh my God, I totally get it. <laughs> we share trauma. She's like, so you guys have gotten weird text messages? And Whitney's like, yes, I have. She goes, yeah, but the vernacular was a little bizarre. And Heather's like, um, did it sound like the ones that I got? Because I sent you the ones that I got. And Whitney's like, I got some too. And Whitney keeps trying to join in on this conversation, but like no one's listening to Whitney, you know? And so someone Meredith said, like, I, I got a weird text message that said I was very, I was in a very zone and that I owed my $84 for the month to be in this very something zone. Now that's actually just Verizon just texting you saying your, your bill is ready. Oh, I was on wow. carpool. <laughs> I was in car with carpooling my children. <laughs> and um, Mary, Meredith is like, well, all the text messages are very similar. They're attacking newborn babies. <laughs> and Lisa's like, well, you know what? Last year after Vegas, Jen thought very traumatized. Around the same time, I received some text messages and it was really disturbing. But what really stood out to me was the way because was spelled. Because. <laughs> B-C-U-Z. Who else spells because like this? Holy shit! It was almost as bad as one thumbs up in a text message, okay? And then we see the text message and it says, receipts coming in. Racism is real. You can't hide because you and your friends think you're better than everyone. It's all coming out. <laughs> I don't know what that was. I don't know if because was necessarily an indictment. But then again, it is Jen, and her whole thing does take place. It's like crimes over the phone. So, I mean, Lisa does have a, a decent case. Well, that's how they get you. You know, I watch a lot of spy shows and mystery shows and stuff, and they always get, and obviously so does Lisa, because that's always how they get people on these shows. It's like, but he misspells the, he puts the E before the H in every in every text he sends. He must be the killer! And you're like, oh my God. <laughs> get it um so then jenny's like so why is this connected to jen exactly and meredith's like jenny all right i hired a private investigator on jen and everyone's like what <laughs> yeah well my newborn child was being threatened and i thought the investigator thought it was extraordinarily likely that it was coming from jen in fact, we looked at Brooks's crib, and there it was, a security camera with a feed directly to Jen and the campaign headquarters, and she denied it and said she wasn't a crook, but then it all came out on the tapes. Uh, Meredith, you're just moving into Nixon now. Oh, either way, it still works. I am not a Brooks. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh -oh. So, first of all, you have a terrible private investigator. Because if I paid somebody money and they told me it was very likely that it was coming from Jen, no, you better get some records. What the hell kind of private investigator is that? First of all, fire them. Who's Seth? Um, yeah, and was the investigator a twink in a Walmart tracksuit with his name ironed up the seams? Because that's who I think <laughs> that investigator was. Hi, Mother. This is Koshi. Mom. 
<laughs> Mother, this is Koshi. He works at Starbucks, but he also can Google well, and he said he would look into Jen Shaw. Oh, good. I need a private investigator. Koshi, go at it. They just had someone come into Starbucks and put the name BCUZ on their cup. <laughs> oh, my God, Pat. That's the one. It's how you got it. <laughs> I asked Koshi if he was looking, and he got it all wrong. It was a very awkward encounter at my doorway. His twin sister, Koshi's a real bitch. <laughs> Every time I ask her something, she just sets the eight hour. So Whitney's like, um, I have never had a friend hire a private investigator on another friend. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> but that's only because I don't have time to do that because I'm driving carpool. So Meredith is like, who wants to meet friends? When's the anniversary? <laughs> Moving forward. I love when she pulls out the Jennifer Shaw. When she's <laughs> when Meredith is mad, she just totally is like, I'm gonna use her full name for full dramatic impact. Jennifer Shaw. Koshi, did you write that down? Jennifer Shaw. So Jenny's yeah, like so Jenny's like, Well, I liked her when we first met because like I've just feel like I connect with her because we're minorities and like she understands that I've been misunderstood and Lisa's like yeah you know what I love that part of her too I love minorities you know what like if you don't have enough votes and you're in the minority party I'm voting for it. my favorite movie is Minority Report I love minorities, minorities <laughs> I love minorities and reports I love them both so I Jenny goes I love menorahs but that's for another day Menorah. For another day Listen, I love Judaism behind, but I keep menorahs with me, okay? Also, I love Melora Hardin. Thought she should have gone farther and Dancing with the Stars. Menor menorahs are minority candle holders. <laughs> so I like those. I support those. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Jenny is like, it's just, you know, it's a lot today. And we can't say, oh, she's getting arrested. We're going to leave. We're going to go, like, leave her on the sidelines. Like, what am I going to do when she comes around? Like, what would you do when she comes around? Like, Jenny is just trying to figure out, like, what basically, what are we going to say when she shows up? We're going to act cool or whatever. Or, like, also, we can't just, like, throw her to the wolves, you know? And she feels awkward that they're just, like, Full on abandoning her, abandoning Jen, like at the moment that she receives very strong federal indictments and charges and, and looks like she's going to jail for 30 years. She just can't believe everyone just would abandon her right away. Yeah. And Heather's like, well, I'm going to help her. I will 100% help her. Okay. <laughs> and Meredith is like, mm, right. you know what? Yeah. Am I nodding or am I trying to scratch my <laughs> collarbone with my chin? I don't know. No one's yeah. ever gonna know. Two burns with one stone. So then uh, Heather goes, she is my friend. And for better or worse, when things like this happen, people use it as an excuse to scatter and to absolve themselves of you. And I think the only value of true friendship is when you're down. I'm like, hmm. Maybe, but also, like, this whole for better or for worse, that's for marriage. It's not for friendship, <laughs> necessarily. Like, yes, I, I do want to be there for my friends when they are, um, when they're down. And I hope they're there for me when I'm down, too. But I also think if someone's been really toxic, and then it turns out not only are they really toxic, but they also mm, are, like, defrauding people. I mean, that's a pretty, uh, I don't know, I think that's a... a, a, a that's a moment where I think you can maybe make an exception to the front Yes, of the it's like when you're like kicking in the head the most vulnerable in society. It's okay, Heather. Okay. <laughs> but Heather, I think, is doing that thing where she's because her whole thing this year is I used to be a judgmental bitch, but now I'm not yes. a judgmental bitch. Well, listen, as a judgmental bitch, 
That does not just go away, okay? Mm -hmm. You cannot pray that away. Um, so I think probably in trying to fix it, she's just going to be accepting of everything now. <laughs> yeah. like, you know, there can be a middle ground, I think. And she's um, also been a pariah recently with her own communi community, so she's trying to show empathy, which I understand. So Heather's like, right. yeah, she even says, like, you know, her Mormon upbringing would, would shun the sinner and have a moral superiority, but she's like, but I don't have a moral superiority. And, what, and when the rest of the world walks out, I want to walk in. I mean, okay, you do you, you know? That's like me with Carvel. Commercials, here comes one right now. So Meredith is like, so are you gonna visit her in prison? Because she's probably gonna be in prison for about 90,000 years. And she's like, I will visit her in prison for sure. Guards well, are <laughs> are you gonna are you gonna do the Susan Sarandon fingers on the glass moment? Because if you don't do that, there's no point in visiting someone in prison. You need to have that moment to really be a good visitor. Am I right, everyone? I've got it all planned out. How about them apples? Nah, that was the wrong <laughs> film. The wrong film. That's. I think that Jennifer Shaw would not appreciate you rubbing apples in her face when she has no access to any sort of computer, really. So Lisa's like, well, I would ask you that because I know I've been a good friend to Jen, except for that time I brought that designer up on TV to make her look stupid. <laughs> and I know that I've been consistent and I know that I've been there for her. But at what point does it go from being a good friend to just being fucking stupid? What point? <laughs> and Heather's like, ah, Lisa said it. <sighs> yeah. And Heather's like, well, what is the fear in reaching out when we were friends with her and knowing all these toxic things six hours ago? She's kind of like, listen. She was always awful and she was always toxic, but we were friends with her. And the only thing that's changed is just like, I don't know, like getting arrested by Homeland Security and the feds and NYPD. But like, what else could really have changed? You know, and we At talk about the hundreds of lives that she's ruined through her actions. Am I supposed to feel bad for her? Meredith, yeah, Meredith, Meredith is, is now one. starting to go off the rails, really for <laughs> no reason. At what point do you say enough is enough? Am I right? How many toddlers need to be terrorized about conversations they never even had with their mothers on account of the fact that the only words they can say are goo goo and gaga? And Lisa's like, I'm with her. And Heather says, Well, I thought you were on a, like a like a upward trend with her. I thought you wanted upward trend with her. And Meredith's like, well, that does not mean I have to have a friendship with her. We're not friends. We're at zero. All right. You have to have trust to be friends. I gave chances. And she's continuously abused me, cruised me, and slapped me in the face. <laughs> Why? Why? When I show up for her, you tell me. Why? <laughs> I'm still working on rhyming the third items in a list. It's very hard, it turns out. <laughs> I so. don't even know what caroused it. But it naturally fit in that I've tried, I've cried, and I can't figure it out. <laughs> so Heather's like, yeah, but if Jen Shaw is ever going to change or become the person that she can be, on Mary goes, which is who? Is <laughs> that? <laughs> And Heather goes, well, well, I mean, now would be the most pivotal time because she is stripped of everything that has defined her. And Mary goes, mm, I've never seen potential in Jen. 
I've, I've never seen Good and Jen. Oh, I'm going to go there. Okay. I always knew there was some sort of scandal. I'm, I'm clear on who she was. <laughs> Mary, the, <laughs> Mary, the, the really just stepping up as a religious leader right now. Yeah. No, I never saw anything good. Yeah. I knew she was shit. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. That's it. And Whitney's like, well, I don't know what to make of it. It is crazy. I don't know where I stand, but I know this line. Okay. <laughs> okay. Jen owes it to every single one of us to tell us the truth about what she has been up to. And Mary's like, call her. Call her. Call her right now. Call her. <laughs> call her, otherwise we will be in danger. So then Heather's like, oh, well, I'm going to call. It's going to go straight to voicemail. And it goes, that's what happens. It goes right to voicemail. And Meredith goes, oh, I think I need to make something very clear to every single one of you because this is very important to me. I have been extraordinarily tolerant. I have been above and beyond giving the benefit of the doubt and it is finished. We are done. I want none and I feel like I'm having now a lot of uh, salad for dinner. I couldn't, sorry, I couldn't land it. I couldn't figure out that third word. Now, if she, in fact, repeatedly defrauded, repotted, and rebuked the elderly, <laughs> I am utterly revolted. That's it. <laughs> she shrugs. And then she tells them she will not have Jennifer in her presence. I don't want her in my store. I don't want her in my home. And I do not want her around my toddler. <laughs> Not without my baby. This is based off of me trying to avoid Jennifer, I think. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, she basically is like, no. And then she goes, uh, yeah, and actually Meredith also says, if, in fact, she repeatedly defrauded the elderly, I am utterly revolted. That is it. I am revolted. I like that this is, these are like sentences that are being said about other castmates on Bravo. You know, if she, if she repeatedly defrauded the elderly, we're done. We're not friends anymore. <laughs> like just the concept of that sentence is hilarious. Yeah. So she tells them all, if you're going to invite Jen, do not invite me. And she's just done this 10 minute monologue, you know, yeah. and then the music goes, dun, 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 like it's about to go to commercial. And Mary just goes, phew. <laughs> I'm sick of the lying, denying, and um, uh, chairs. God, it's so hard. Carpool your children. That rhymes. (laughs) So the next morning, Heather (laughs) is just that person who goes into everybody's room and starts opening the drapes. which Full mom mode. Heather Thompson in mom mode. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, Heather Thompson. That's true. It's a Heather thing, I guess, opening those drapes. Yeah. And um, Dewey, uh, who's still dead to me, calls Jenny and he's like, hey, miss you, honey. And she's like, I'm with the other ladies. And, you know, there's a lot of anger, hurt and betrayal over here, Dewey. And he's like, well, you know what they say? There's always three sides to a story. Can you drop your fucking three? Yeah. (laughs) Your 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 sister wife does not have a say in this either. Dewey, stop trying to (laughs) stop trying to run this into the ground, sir. There's her side, there's the Homeland Security side, and then there's the Homeland Security sister wife side, okay? So then um, Dewey is, he's, he basically is like, innocent until proven guilty, and I recommend, Jenny, you just send her love over text. It's like, okay, well, I don't think it's that easy, but fine. So now Mary comes downstairs, 
Uh, and she's wearing some crazy American flag shirt and a headband. And it's, <laughs> I'm like, God bless, God bless Mary and, and her, and her fashions always keeping things <laughs> yes. interesting. She just kind of shuffles in and Jenny's like, good morning. Want coffee? I'm an early bird. And Mary's like, die. She just looks <laughs> at her like, die, please. So um, Heather comes in and she's looking around the kitchen. She's like, if I were a cookie sheet, where would I be? Which I play wherever I am. Yeah. Just gen- in general. Like if I was a cookie sheet, how would I feel right now? The cookie sheet's out at the, like on the, the road trying to hitchhike out of there. Like, I don't want to be put into an oven again. So then, um, so Heather wants to do mimosas and everything, and um, you know she's just sort of like assigning. She's she's assigning tasks, and she tells Whitney to uh, help Meredith clean glasses. And Whitney's like, "But I have carpool." And then she says the thing that you love to say, which is, "If you got time to lean, you got time to clean. Let's go." Yeah. And so Whitney's like, "Um, do you feel like you have an emotional hangover?" And Meredith's like, "Ah." <laughs> that's a good way to pull that. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. That's funny. I also just have a hangover. So then um their their plan for today is that they're gonna be doing either like ice skating and shopping or just dog sledding. And so Mary is choosing shopping and ice skating and she said and uh Meredith says, Well, you know what? The last few weeks, I felt very unsettled about having engaged in these rumors about Mary, and I feel like I'm not being a good friend. Oh, I'm trying to think of a three, a list of three things. I'm being bad. I feel mad, and that makes me mostly feel sadistic. No, what's the right I, word? <laughs> I was engaging, which is enraging, which is not nice. <laughs> I think she's feeling extra guilty because Mary's walking around in a Brooks Marks tracksuit. So oh, she's is like, it? Ow, yeah. I didn't even notice well, that. Yeah, because at first she was like in American flag pajamas, and then she went in to change to the Brooks Marks sweatsuit. So Meredith's like, oh, God, that's free advertising. I'm not going to look that gift horse in the mouth, am I right? (laughs) (laughs) So um, (laughs) Heather's like, "Um, you're going to dog side Whitney, right? And she's like, yeah, I brought my snowsuit. I want to be in the mountains doing mountainy things. Dog sledding is kind of like carpooling for dogs. Although, am I being the one carpooled? Either way, I'm busy doing it. I don't expect the wolves to answer their fun while they're carpooling me because I'm a good friend to wolves. <laughs> if you don't ride a dog sled, we are all in danger. So then, um, so Whitney's like making an egg and uh, Mary sort of sidles by and she's like, oh, that's nice. Can I have an egg too? Or or she just sort of says, I want, like, that looks nice. And she goes, like, look at your eggs, Whitney. Are you only doing them for yourself? That's and what it Whitney's was. I was about like, to say, that was way too polite for her to say, may I have one also? <laughs> no, she is a total asshole about it. So Whitney's like, oh, would you like an egg? She goes, yes, I would love an egg. So she walks away and Whitney's like, oh my God, I don't want the pressure of cooking her an egg. <laughs> <laughs> Because you know there is a lot of pressure, right? Like one little thing wrong and, and Mary's going to hold against you for like two months. So Whitney's like, even though Mary's treating me like shit, I'm going to still make her eggs because I'm a nice person and I can't help it. I just can't help making an egg. So, however, I better get this right because if I don't cook these eggs correctly, is she going to come for me? Am I in danger? Can I carpool these eggs somewhere to safety? 
And Lisa's like, goodbye, bang! And Lisa comes in, <laughs> and she's trying to look like she just woke up, even though we all just saw her getting ready for, like, two hours for her <laughs> just woke up scene. <laughs> yeah. And then she's like, everything's good with a bay. Barlow, berries, and bacon. Also, butane, biofries, <laughs> batman, burritos, bananarama. I love that pond. Bonds. Bango. Bango. Um, bagels. Uh, and Heather's like, did you sleep okay, Lisa? And she's like, it took me a while to sleep, but then once I fell asleep, I was, ah. And Mary says, Lisa, I'm going to join with you. Oh, look, Mary made, Whitney made me an egg. <laughs> she made me an egg. <laughs> and then it's clown music as she looks over the egg. She's like, <laughs> she puts it in the microwave. And she's like, I don't trust Whitney. I'm definitely putting that egg in the microwave because I didn't see her wash her hands. So, I mean. Yeah, put it in the microwave. That's the only way to kill those germs, is to cook that little bad boy. Sorry. Doing <laughs> yeah. it. Microwave. Just cook it a little bit more. Make sure it's not contaminated. I mean, Mary is Mary is not with us. Like, Mary is in a different a different world. Like, something is... Mary is lives in a different reality, and I feel like uh, at some point, we're just going to have to reckon with that. But for right now, it's pretty entertaining. Yeah. Um, so then everybody's getting ready and um, they split up into the buses, you know, so housewives trip. So some people go someplace and other people go another place to talk shit about each other. And, you know, you know, who's really eager for them to get on the bus and get going? Mm. Jenny. Heather, let's go. We're really late. We're really late. We're really late. Heather, like she does not like I'm not Heather. I'm sorry. Jenny, she just wants when if there's a bus, she wants to be on it and she wants to be moving as soon as possible. <laughs> <laughs> she's not like yeah. idling yeah um so meredith is like well i was freaked out last night you know they're talking about it and she goes you know but here's the deal because they go out and sit on the balcony while everybody's getting ready she's like yeah. i just feel kind of stressed out because i had that very cryptic conversation with cameron at your event you mean my son's event they did everything including the guest list that one <laughs> oh my god get off my back I was shaking my head so much, I lost my place in my notes. I was going to say, I like the sound of our joint Meredith's, like, deciding which one of us is going to speak next, because it was just this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I realized I think I've been Meredith the whole episode, so it's like, you know what? Don't hog the Meredith. No, there's... there's, You gotta pass the mark. Are you kidding me, other Meredith? There's so much Meredith to go around that it actually, there's nothing to be concerned about. <laughs> Let me tell you something, other other Meredith. At Mary's thing on Saturday, Whitney was intimating things that weren't so positive either. Yeah, so she's like, what do you know, Lisa? Just tell me what you know. And Lisa's like, well, what Cameron told me, he said that it's serious to be part of Mary's church and that the way they look at Mary and the church is, like, serious. But he was, like, saying, like, Mary shows up every once in a while. She's elusive. And then when she comes, they're, like, in awe. It's like the second coming, the third coming, the fourth coming. Like, it never gets old. They're always excited to see Jesus. <laughs> like, one was fresh, one was wolf, and together they were the... Pre- <laughs> what am I saying? Oh, no. I think he thought... <laughs> I think he thought the world of her, and they had a very strong relationship. And Meredith just goes, oh, what are you trying to sing, Lisa? What just I'm trying? 
What I'm trying to say is that Marta's congregation loves Peckaboo. Wow. One moment she's there, and the next moment she's not. They love it. She, they love it. They lose their minds. And I'm not trying to say anything beyond that. I just think that Kamran trusted in Mara and felt incredibly close to her. And that's all. And you can yeah. figure it through. Hey, wait. Let me finish off with this. Da, da, da. <laughs> they were really close. One was fresh, one was wolf, and together they were the perfect aftershave product on shelves now. So that was saying earlier. So oh, Meredith it makes more sense like, now. Yeah, it makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Fucking Meredith, I need to learn how to like do this with my head and Without still find my afterwards. place. Yeah, it's, it's like hard. a dance class how they teach you how to spot. You know, where you yeah. look at one point of the room until you almost make the turn, and then you flip your head back around and you still see that point in the room. I need to do that, but with Meredith, you know, it's like Meredith spotting. It is. You do have to. You do get a little dizzy. Well, let me tell you something. Lisa thinks or knows more of it than what she's disclosing, and it's all unsettling. Like the time when Brooks said he wanted his whole thing this season to be about making Hala. I mean, that little baby having carbs, it like doesn't make sense to me. It's all unsettling this season. <laughs> now I'm busy. Uh, so Meredith is, what is this? She's like, well, why didn't you ever mention this to me about the peekaboo? And Lisa says, well, I felt like you're a great friend to Mari, Meredith. And like, why would I say anything that might rattle your friendship? Okay. Yeah, and she's like, but, you know what, I think I need to have a conversation. And she's like, what do you want to say to her? She's like, well, I just think she needs to be aware that these cryptic conversations are going on. I'm going to tell her, hey, these cryptic things are being said cryptically. Well, I keep all your confidences, and I'd like to keep Cameron's too. Yeah, but I mean... It's getting out of control. I mean, all, there's now a full dedicated currency dedicated to these cryptic discussions. They call it cryptic currency, and I think it's getting out of hand. <laughs> I'm going to get the real Bitcoin action on what's going on here. Um, so I don't like it just, one Bitcoin. This is some bullshit. All of this is bullshit because Lisa Cameron wanted to be on TV. Cameron jumped right on TV to go tell tattletale on Mary. And then wussed out on whatever he's going to say. So Lisa being like, well, I'm going to keep his confidence. No, you can't just throw stones and then hide your hand. Throw the damn stone. Okay, come out here and throw the stone, ma'am. Well, they're working so, up to it. Because I remember in the trailer way back when, Cameron has like a scene where I think he sits down with Whitney. So he will have his, he will have a scene. He will have his moment in the sun. So the bus arrives at dog sledding. And um, thankfully, a lot of this is boring. So we don't have to go through a lot of this stuff. But some but of Lauren, it's funny. Yeah, Lauren, the... Uh, there's the main guy at the dog Alpine sledding. Adventures dog sledding instructor. He's like, uh, please just, this guy's name is Austin, but just call him Guy because we've got a lot of Austins here. <laughs> okay. They're like calling him Austin Guy. And then, um, you know, there's just like talk about like getting on the sled. So at one point, um, uh, Whitney is with Austin Guy and she's saying, I'm so allergic to dogs. They, they, but I wait, can I start from the top? Okay, I am so allergic to dogs, but I love them. I but I didn't bring my, I didn't bring Zyrtec. <laughs> and Austin goes, "Oh, how old Zyrtec?" Because no, Zyrtec is the allergy medicine. But thank you for making me not look like the least smart person here today. It's refreshing. <laughs> um. So Whitney's like, these dogs are a lot easier to control than the bitches back home. 
She always does that thing where she makes a really terrible punchline and then she just stares at the camera and the editors just leave it going as yeah. silent while she's like waiting for applause. Hold for laughter. Commercials. Here comes one right now. So now over with the shoppers. So they're walking around in downtown Vale. It's Lisa, Mary, and Meredith. And Lisa, oh my God, I love this little village. Oh my God, Meredith, you have to open up a store. Open up a store, Meredith. Oh my God. And and then Mary goes, um, uh, uh, this reminds me of uh 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 Europe. Europe. No, uh, no, Harry Potter at Disneyland, <laughs> which is. <laughs> Europe. <laughs> it reminds me of like one of those places at Epcot Center. <laughs> Europe. No, um, the, the the place in that movie, uh, European Vacation. Europe. <laughs> no, you know, uh, you know, like uh, that restaurant, uh, Olive Garden, Italy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so then they go into a sunglasses store, and Lisa's like, "Oh my God, are there sunglasses stunning there? Are they stunning there?" Because Lisa's doing that look, I'm fun, so she's yeah. doing her fun voice wherever they, they go. She's like, "Oh my God, look at the sun! Look at the sun! It's the quad. Why are you talking like that? Where, where does that voice come from?" So Mary's like, <laughs> "Yeah, happy. I mean, I like the sunglasses, but I wish you would have cleaned them first, like with alcohol, because I mean." And then the gay who's there is like, everything is clean. Yeah. Wait, hold on one second. Hey, Koshi, I've got some deets for you on your investigation. Yeah. She's crazy. <laughs> oh, and Lisa goes, Mary could live in a hermetically sealed everything. And then it just shows Mary like, I don't know what that means, but it's very offensive. I'll get to you for that later. And then we go back to dog sledding. And it's more silliness. And Whitney is like, can you get a DUI on a dog sled? Oh, wait. More importantly, if I take a FaceTime while doing dog sled, is that irresponsible to the dogs? <laughs> can you get a DUI? And Heather's like, well, we're about to find out. She goes, can you get an IUD? Well, we're about to find out. <laughs> can you get a DIU? I don't know what that is, but we're about to find out. Can we get the DWP? Well, that seems pretty regional to Los Angeles. <laughs> Just Meredith. It's just Meredith's voice over the mountains. <laughs> that seems pretty regional. So back to Vale. Um, Lisa's like, Nancy Kerrigan has nothing on my... I'm like, don't take Tanya Harding's side, Lisa, as you get into your, <laughs> into your figure skating that. costume. That's what Meredith said. She's like, well, I'm calling Tanya Harding. <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, when I thought of ice skating, all I thought about was the cute outfit. I forgot the part about skating. <laughs> yeah. So then they, they like go into this little ice rink that's in the middle of Vale, in the middle of, this, in the middle of like the main like walking area, main promenade. And um, basically Lisa's the only one who seems to be able to ice skate. So she's sort of just like uh, doing a Jill Zarin in the middle. But like Meredith and Mary are like clutching onto the side as I would, because I've never gone ice skating before. And like, oh my God, I'm glad I'm doing this before I ever let my little baby Brooks do this because he's just a baby and would fall over on his face. And Mary's just hating this whole thing. And Lisa goes, Come on, Mary. I believe in you, Mary. Hey, Mary, guess who's with you right now? And she's like, Yeah, Jesus is with me. 
And he told me, go to the door. Go to the door. (laughs) (laughs) Mary clearly hates group trips. I mean, that's what's so funny about Mary is that she's hating every single moment of this. I mean, she is so quirky and like it's just so strange that she's on this show because like the things that the show asks of her are things that make look make her look so supremely uncomfortable but she's doing it anyway and it's just so bizarre she hates group trips and just groups and people at all like she really hates being anywhere you know even when she had to like get on the phone to call and invite people she was like (sighs) yeah (laughs) she really does so now um the uh, dog sledders driving back, and uh, Heather drops candy on the on the bus floor, and she's like, five second rule, ten se- thirty second rule." Um, <laughs> she's like, "This one's dry." She just pops it in her mouth, and Jenny's like, "Oh my god, you know what? Lisa does the same thing." She's, "Yeah, we're twins." I mean, clearly, I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger, and she's Danny DeVito. <laughs> I don't think either one of you really wins with that one, but. <laughs> That's the fun thing about twins. Yeah, I would have I would have gone more for a Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin vibe personally. So Heather Heather's like, um, she's saying how she got along with Lisa on the ride to Vale, and that she's like, you know, it was a closed compartment, and she was highly agitated, and she never got like mad at me once. Like that was pretty amazing. And Whitney goes, yesterday validated a lot of things for me just watching her. Like this was someone who has never driven carpool before. I could tell. <laughs> Heather's like, yeah, I mean, it was the Lisa Barlow show. <laughs> like, does how does this affect me? And then we get a clip of Lisa being like, oh, my God, all my attorneys are calling me back. Hello, Stephen. Hold on, Stephen. Hello, Jonathan. Oh, my God, hold on. There's a plane outside. Do not speak to anybody but your lawyers, love, Darcy. <laughs> I think that was from Darcy. She couldn't afford the Y. Tell her I'll send her a check for the other one. Jonathan, stop it. I'm talking to Stephen. Stephen, stop it. I'm talking to Jonathan. I can't. <laughs> I actually think it's like okay to to have a moment where you think, oh shit, am I going to be in trouble because of Jen Shaw? I really think it's okay. I'm I'm like not upset that Lisa called her lawyers, um, all of them. But that's the thing them. that's funny. Lisa's like, I'm so important. I have like 19 lawyers, so I'm going to be calling all of them right now. <laughs> and then every lawyer, she's like, I am shocked. I'm so shocked. Oh my god, I'm scared. Oh my god, she laughed at me. Oh my god, she laughed at me. Hi, Jonathan. I am shooketh. Hold on one second. Hi, Andrew. I am shooketh. Hold on one second. Um, so, uh, and then Heather is like, you know, she goes, Heather says that, you know, she says that she's direct, but Lisa likes to make sure, like, the water's always stirred up and muddy, but she does not want to get her hands dirty, okay? Lisa has all the information, but she's unwilling to share it with me, which is exactly what she did on the bus. But when I, but when she said I was done with my theory about, like, why a SWAT team showed up for Jen today, but she didn't tell us why. I mean, so what this is, what this gets to is that we see a flashback of when they were driving and Lisa goes, I think I just came up with a theory. You guys say what you think my theory is and I'll tell you how close you are. And they're like all upset that she like had, quote unquote, has information. I'm like, she just came up with a theory. I, I don't know. I thought this was just like a pretty standard kind of like game moment with like, oh my God, I just thought of something. Can you can you think about what, like what I'm thinking about right well, now? Well, she keeps acting like she has all the information, but she won't share any of the information. But then Heather and Whitney do nothing but talk shit about her. So why would she share the information with <laughs> yeah. you? Yeah. But then on the other hand, then why does Lisa have to keep bragging that she knows everything? I mean, they're all ridiculous. That's why they this are. is so funny. So Jenny's like, well, the thing I know about Lisa is that she knows a lot of things, but she doesn't want to say things and then be wrong about things. So she has to be 100% bulletproof and facts proof. And... Um, then Whitney's like, Lisa Barlow, stop sitting in sorrow. Digging 
further in your balanzaga shirt. Oh my god, it's like a wrap. So then uh, I didn't really get any of that, did you? They were just being silly. Like they were just decided to like rhyme and oh. uh, it was exciting for them. I never know if it's like a Bible verse I forgot or something. So then um, vans go back to the rental. The van gets back to the rental and Crystal and Krista and Chris are there. And you know, everybody's <laughs> there. So Crystal's like, hi, it's me, Crystal. The, the uh, experiences coordinator of Cuvée. Okay. <laughs> so listen, come on in. We've got a nice spread. We'd love to do something special for our guests here at the Cuvée Chalet. <laughs> I know. And they put like, they just like cover the entire bar with like grapes and cheeses and stuff. Um, and, uh, and Heather starts making herself like a little plate. And Jenny goes, that's all you're getting, Heather? She goes, no, no, no. I've just built my foundation and I'm going to go for, I'm going to build from there. <laughs> She's like, of course not. Ridiculous. And then everyone else is like, okay, let's go outside. She's like, not done. <laughs> and then Heather just stays in there building her little town of cheese. So she tells them once they go sit down and stuff, they're like, oh my God, did you have time? And Heather talks about how she grew up there. And she has a younger sister who lives in Colorado, and um, they haven't been really close because she was super judgmental. Heather was super judgmental because the sister got married to a guy that wasn't Mormon right after mm -hmm. high school. So she got excluded from things. And Heather was committed to being like super Mormon even after her divorce. And so she just had blinders on and just, you know, she felt she just feels horrible about it now. But she has a lot to make up with and, and she just wants to, you know, she just wants to... Um, like reconnect with her sister and like all that stuff. So then um, now we get some uh, some Trixie monoclacal uh, choir and we get a little hum, 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 hum. Because we're in uh, Salt Lake City. And yes. it's so Jen Shaw. Jen's big, Jen's first faker scene, her big return to the show. Yes. So Jen goes to see Clayton, her lawyer. He's like, ha ha, Jen! Jen, come on in and sit down, Jen. You fucking laugh at me like that when I just got swatted. <laughs> yeah. You got another thing coming to you, Clayton, sir. Clayton, he's like acting as if he didn't know she was going to walk in. He's like, oh, I'm just looking at one of my three giant monitors I have here in my law office. <laughs> oh, there you are, Jen Shaw. Didn't see you wore that camera crew behind me. Oh, man. And she's like, well, I really wanted to debrief you in person. And he's like, well, uh, we're really at the very beginning of the case. I mean, you've been charged with wire fraud and money laundering, and you pled not guilty to both those charges, you know, because you are totally innocent. Totally, totally innocent. Yeah, he's like, well, we're going to get discovery, police reports, bank records, surveillance, you know. <laughs> we'll get an idea what they think their case is, but we know that you're innocent, don't we? And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and so she tells us, what I've been accused of is absolutely <laughs> the complete opposite of anything I would ever do in my life. Like, if I have any fault, it's that I've been too giving and I help too many people. <laughs> I'm just you guilty. Know? I'm guilty of being the best mother I knew I could be. I'm sorry I never yeah. was. Give me some credit for trying, won't you? Do you know what's really hard? For old people to hold heavy things. And when they have bags full of money, I just want to help them. That's all. That's all. Like, why is everyone attacking me? <laughs> all I wanted to do was help old people start websites. And I'm sorry if that's all I wanted to do. Because I was going to give them something to do for the last few years of their life, which is run a little website. And I'm sorry if some people think that was an unrealistic thing for me to promise them. But I'm just too giving. I just want websites for people. 
Yeah, she's such a giver. So Clayton's like, oh, well, okay, we're just waiting for the judge to send us the paperwork for the million-dollar recognizance for the bond. And I mean, those guys, they are crazy, aren't they? And then over the next couple of weeks, we'll work on the 50000 property or asset bond or whatever. And she's like, the cash, you mean? He goes, get the cash, the cash, Jen. Yeah, the cash. And she's like, I mean, this is just like so surreal because I'm thinking like Sharif is sick and like I'm going home and then we see the clip of her getting a call and she tells us she's like when I was sitting on the bus I got a call that showed my husband's phone number on the phone and I was like oh my god this is not my husband's voice and then they told me to go home and get Omar and get to the hospital and I immediately went to like oh my god is Sharif okay this is an emergency <laughs> and uh, then she talks about how she got pulled over and she didn't really know what was going on. And she's like, I feel like I feel like I'm still in shock, like kind of in a fog. Like I didn't grow up with a lot. I worked so hard to get to where I am now. And to have this happen, I tried to help so many people along the way. And I don't understand. And the worst part is that I can take whatever I can take, whatever. As everyone sees, I am very resilient when I deal with dealing with hardship, okay, when people have things to say about me, I can really take it well. But to have it affect my husband and my sons is killing me. And I just, I don't want them to hurt. I'm just too giving. I'm just too giving. <laughs> She's so full of it. Also, this whole Sharif thing, like, oh, it wasn't Sharif who called me, even though you saw him on my caller ID. It was someone else pretending to be Sharif because Sharif didn't want to look like a liar, I don't think, on <laughs> On TV. I mean, I just yeah. don't believe anything she's saying. Not that no, it really makes not. any kind of difference, but I saw an after show where she's going on and on about how it wasn't Sharif that called her, it was somebody else. I'm like, Jen, like she's just such yeah. an obvious liar about every little thing. Well, I guess right? I guess the implication is that maybe it was someone from the doctor's office used his phone to call, but like that, why? I don't understand. So um now we're back to the rental house and Heather is putting ribbons in her hair, which is something I feel like she's been waiting to do for like a season and a half. Like, finally, I get to have a ribbon moment. So they're all doing kind of, it looks like an Oktoberfest dress up. They're very um, Bavarian, uh, like in Durndles and things like that. And Lisa is walking with, I think it was with Jenny, and she's like, oh my God, we look like Christmas hookers. Swedish Christmas hookers. I'm like, I don't get the Swedish part, but okay. <laughs> and then she's doing, I guess, because they're thinking like the Swiss Miss look, because they're all in their leader yeah, hose or whatever. Swiss and Swedish, I think. Yeah. And so she's like, she's doing her fun voice, and she's going, fuck Jasmine. Come on, Jasmine. <laughs> She's like, you have a little bow on your booty. Johnny. 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 So then a lady so, comes from Rocky Mountain Raclette, um, which I don't know about what Rocky Mountain Raclette is. Like, I don't know about the company, but I know it's something I want to, like, participate in in the future. Like, I really, really need to have a Rocky Mountain Raclette moment. Um, I know about Rocky Mountain Chocolate Company, which I'm also into. Um, I think Rocky I think, Mountain High, Rocky Mountain Oysters. oysters. No, those are some bull balls. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, this raclette sounds just like another pickleball thing to me. And like, you don't play oh. with the racket, you play with the raclette because it's like little, because it's pickleball, okay? <laughs> and Bravo can fuck off with that pickleball. I'm sick of it. So she, Heather's like, yeah, I love a good theme. When I was um, 21 and a missionary in the south of France, they would serve this to me. It's like fondue, you know, like meat, cheese, fondue. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just imagining Heather as this like young missionary just not going out knocking on doors because she's just sitting home eating raclette. So I know um, she's just knocking on doors like D 
but you have a cheese melter. <laughs> We're out of raclette. So then Lisa's Lisa's like, hey, hey guys, look what else we can do. Watch Yodaleo, Yodaleo, which she then does like any chance she gets for the rest of the episode. <laughs> it's like not even close to yodeling. <laughs> uh, so then we go to Mary. Mary's alone in her room, and of course she's got a Chanel little cummerbund thing. And she's like, oh, this is why I don't take group trips because like everyone's in there laughing and like talking, and then here I come. I mean, last. And then I get up there, and they're like, let's go! Let's go! Did I just say that? God, I talk to myself a lot. I'm working on it. I'm working on <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. She gets, like, very embarrassed, like, right in front of the cameraman all of a sudden. So Mary joins, and she's in a beret, which is funny. She's sort of, like, doing some sort of weird Emily in Paris meets, like, a little Alice in Wonderland meets Dirndl. <laughs> it's just, like, Mary's take on Bavarian style, which, of course, is great. Um, and so they go outside and there's an ice luge that's been set up and, um, you know, Mary is of course disgusted. And so, but they're, they're drinking shots out of this ice luge and everything. And, uh, they're like, Mary, do you want a shot? She goes, no, I want it neat. I want it neat. Um, she's like, I mean, we're in Colorado. I mean, it's during the ski season. I mean, not only did we go ice skating, but now we're sitting out in the ice cold. I mean, for me, this is torture. So she just goes Why inside. Why do you live in Salt Lake city? It's so weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Live in a very cold place, man. <laughs> so she goes and sits inside alone. She's in a terrible mood. And then um, we get to the cheese wheel. Raclette, it comes from Switzerland. It's cheese heaven. Am I right, ladies? So Kristen or Christine or Christ or whoever is out there like wheeling <laughs> the, some cheese around. I said her name was Christine. I don't know no, if her I'm, name was Christine, but she had like strong Christine energy. <laughs> and did you notice, well, by works. the way, that they also played like the spooky, spooky Trixie monoclacle music for that? They're like, oh, 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 like all these like flat notes in it that was like, ooh, spooky, but they were just making raclette. Minor. It's Trixie monoclacle in minor. <laughs> That's what it so, was. And then they start playing this porn music while Heather eats the the melted cheese and she's like i've got chills <laughs> and then they go in and sit for dinner and then whitney god whitney's such a try hard i'm sorry i'm sorry okay she just tries too hard she's like guys it is time for shot skis everybody stand up i have got a shot ski ha 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 <laughs> <laughs> and mary's like uh, who does that at our age i mean even at Whitney's age. I'm like, well, Mary, you better get you better get ready next time you're on Watch What Happens Live. That's what I gotta say about that. And so Mary's like, I'm good. And she's like, the secret is doing it at the same time. And so they all do the shot skis. And I like that. Like, Come on, Mary, let's do a small one. She's like, um, did you not hear me? I'm good. By the way, I like that Whitney has to explain the secret to doing a shot ski. Like, we have to do it at the same time. Like, no, we're gonna alternate turns. You drink, and I'll let it dribble down my shirt. Like, well, of course, you do it at the same time. Whitney. So <laughs> then secret. she's like, Mary can't be kind of moody, and she is very grumpy, probably because the shot ski is my idea, and she's not a little girl, and little girls do shot skis. <laughs> hey, that shot ski needs a little yodelayu. Yodelayu! 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 Yo, 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 ma. Yo. And then it's time for the Rocky Mountain Raclette dinner. Okay, now here's what we're going to do. We've all got little tiny little pans. We're going to put our little raclette in there. Then we're going to put our pan on the fire. Then we're going to put something on top of the fire. And then we're going to... Stop trying to steal from <laughs> Benihana and calling it a thing. Christine. Okay? <laughs> this is was... like a fancy <laughs> Benihana. 
I was so into it. I was like, please, please give me a little tray of raclette to put under under the grill, which was fun. So then um, and then they had dessert outside, which I thought was probably annoying. Like I, I actually at that point, I'm like, at this point, I, want, I just want to stay inside, even though I wasn't there. I'm just telling everyone what my preferences would have been. And so Lisa. <laughs> so Lisa's <laughs> like, how do you say I'm ready in French? How do you say? Because the chef, the dessert, the pastry chef is French. He goes. Uh, he's like, just we. Oh, or Heather says, Heather just we pray. And she's, just we parrot. Just we parrot. Just we says a parrot. So they eat, and Mary's like, I have a party going on in my mouth. So they're all loving it. And then the lady's like, and also, we're going to make s'mores. Okay, ladies? And Meredith is like, this is how I do s'mores at home with the tops. All right? We do a mini dietetic s'more. We bring up the graham cracker down with smaller things, a teeny bit. And then we'll get a full marshmallow, because that's puffy and round. And Heather's like, yeah, I can see the campaign for fat girls who like to camp. Sign me up. I'm in. All right. So, guys, let me get my tweezers so we have a crumb of graham cracker and lots this little shard of chocolate. And we'll put that, just take a little, little molecule of, of, of marshmallow. And there it is. The mini dietetic s'mores. Perfect for little babies like Brooks. So then Mary keeps trying to say something because Heather's going, oh, my God, I'm not sure I really get your physics assessment of that marshmallow. <laughs> but no one like gives her a laugh. So she keeps trying to say it over and over. And then meantime, Mary's like, Heather, 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 Heather. And Heather's kind of everyone's ignoring Mary. And so yeah. she goes, Heather, it's her party. Let her cry if she wants to, which was kind of funny. But then she's so grumpy by the end of it, you know, so she's like, see. This is why I need to go to bed, because talking in this group, it's like, you're not really talking. You're talking to yourself. Heather, yeah. why don't you take my seat, Heather, okay? I don't want to be a Debbie Downer, okay? So, Heather, just make sure you're not in my bed. <laughs> yeah, and they're like, what do you mean? She goes, well, I mean, she's going to keep drinking and, like, get confused about the room and might end up in my bed. <laughs> Heather's like, well, God willing, okay? If I wake up in Mary M. Cosby's bed, send me to outer darkness immediately. So Whitney's like, but what if I come into your bed, Mary? And she's like, um, yeah, I'm not going to do this. Got to go. So she leaves. She gets up to leave. And Whitney's like, but Mary, I love you. And I have put a lot into our friendship. But in the cooking class, you told me we're not friends. You told me I don't listen. And Mary just puts her head on Meredith's shoulder and, like, sleeps. Mm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and Whitney's like, but you said things to me that really, Mary, do you even care, Mary? And she's like, I'm listening. I'm listening. She goes, no, yeah. you are falling asleep. She's, no, I'm listening. I'm listening. And Whitney says, I don't think Mary gives a fuck about me. I'm like, really? Is it because Mary basically said to you, we're not friends anymore and I don't give a fuck about you, essentially? Yeah. So Mary, hmm. Where would you Mary, get that idea? Yeah. Also, Whitney's so, so fake and full of shit. Like, she's sitting here acting like she's just crying over Mary when she's sitting here ready to drop this bomb on Mary, right? That's like her whole pretext of starting the scene, is dropping all this shit on Mary at dinner about her cults and all this. But she's acting like, Mary, I love you, Mary! Before she drops it. Yeah. So Mary's like, well, you definitely hurt me too when you didn't take take the phone up and like you didn't listen to me. What do you mean listen to you? She goes, oh God, Lord help me. <laughs> Lord help me with this one. 
She says, I'm not your child, Mary. And she says, well, thank God you're not. And she's like, well, hand shrug. I'm shrugging with my hands, everybody. I can't feel my shoulders right now. Shrug, what do you expect? You expect me to listen to you. But and Mary's like, good night. She just gives up and walks off. Yeah, and she's like, but this. that is my point. I care about Mary more than she cares about me. Yeah, shut up. She doesn't like you. The end. Okay. <laughs> yeah, move like, on. I'm not saying that she's necessarily reasonable about it, but shut up, Whitney. You're annoying. I can see why. I'm actually on Mary's side on this one. Yeah, and Mary tells us, Whitney's been drinking all night. Like, I don't think she's going to remember this tomorrow, which I think that Whitney will remember it. <laughs> I think Mary's also kind of like a drunk gaslighter, you know, like, oh, she's wasted. She's not going to remember. So Whitney was like, well, why does she expect me to listen to her? But uh, none of you. She goes, hey, 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 Mary, Mary, hey, stay here for a second. Because I guess Meredith goes to go talk to Mary. Like, stay here for a second, Mary, stay here. Now. I'm going to be right back because uh, it was a very heavy dietetic mini s'mores molecule and I had and I have to walk it off one second. And Whitney's like, but Meredith, she thinks less of me. And Meredith goes, oh, she does not. And she goes inside <laughs> and Whitney's going, yes, yeah, she does. She doesn't do this to you, Lisa. And Lisa goes, yes, yeah, she does. Oh, yes, she does. <laughs> so then inside Meredith is telling Mary, no, so she just wants, well, here's what you got to say. I know you're not having carbs right now, but if you want the chicken fingers, get them, Bruxy, all right? And then burp her, and she'll feel better. And then when you put her down, all she wants to hear is that you love her. And Mary's like, um, that's another day. I'm not doing that today. <laughs> yeah. So Whitney's like, I just feel like I got excommunicated from her. I felt like I showed up for a carpool and no kids got into the van. So Mary, and then we just see Mary saying, not tonight, not tonight. I mean, I know there's a lot out, lot, lot out there about her, and I protect her from it. I protect her from it so hard that I'm going to talk about it right now. Yeah, that's the, that's her thing, like saying, I got, I got excommunicated from her church. She's so full of, she's so bad at this, basically, is my issue with her. She is such a ham-handed housewife. It makes me fucking crazy. So yeah. Lisa's like, what do you mean you protected her? And she's like, when people ask me if this is true, if that is true, if this is not true, if that is not true, this about her church, that about Robert Sr., <laughs> that about a con... Get to the point, Brittany! <laughs> fucking A! The, the wolf is no longer fresh. You're killing me here. All right. The congregation believes that Mary is God. Like, have you ever seen when she plays peekaboo with them? They love it. And Heather goes, are they worshiping her? Are they worshiping her? Yes. A boom. And then we get a big <laughs> boom. And when he's like, I believed her. I went to her church. And then I realized that I was being lied to. And as your friend said, we were warned. And I can't speak to that because I wasn't there. And of course, Lisa is like, well, I, well, well, actually, he said it to Meredith alone. It was Meredith. Remember that? Which is the whole reason she had Meredith there. So she didn't have to do yeah. that. <laughs> so Meredith is like, yeah, and Lisa says, well, I will tell you why his name was even being brought up. And Heather goes, well, he's a disgruntled member, a disgruntled former member of Mary's church. And Whitney goes, why is his name being brought up by me, actually? But why? And Lisa's yeah. like, listen. You should ask him the questions because I don't want to be the one to speak for him, but I'm happy to put him on camera so that way you guys all speak about him right now. 
And Heather's like, well, he apparently told you in an effort to get the word out, so why don't you just say it, Lisa? She's like, no, no, there's no effort to get the word out. He told me a long time ago, a while ago, long, long time ago. <laughs> and Heather's like, um, what's going on here? Because, like, I don't understand, and it sounds like a lot of nothing. Are we talking about a friend who's in a powerful position that may be taking advantage of older people? And when he's like, yes! Or are you we just trying to hint that we're not dumbasses? Yes! Or, I mean, what are we doing? Like, do we just not want to say what we think or feel because we want to steer clear of any trouble? Yes! Okay, Whitney, sit down. <laughs> sit down now, Whitney. There's room okay? for all of those things. It's like a carpool of emotions. And so Heather is Heather is saying, getting Lisa to say this information about Mary is like getting a Mormon man to admit he's ever seen Porn, okay, and I shouldn't be hard, this hard to tell us what you know. So Lisa says, people have to be able to trust me in showering things. They have to know that if they tell me a secret, I'm not going to tell a secret, but I'm just going to allude to the secret, and then you guys figure it out from there. I know. She's like playing Thousand Dollar Pyramid or whatever that game is. She's like, wow. I didn't tell him. I didn't tell him. You can't kick me off the game. And so Jenny's Million like, okay, dollar. now I get why Whitney and Heather, what is it? Million dollar pyramid. I just you really priced it down. You really brought. Well, I I, did, or is it yeah. like sixty four? No, that's the sixty four. I'm in like the eight, the eighties version. It's like <laughs> the five dollar pyramid. Five dollar you know, stick of gum pyramid. <laughs> I would play all of them, but to be honest. <laughs> so Jenny is like, now I understand why Whitney and Heather are so frustrated with Lisa because she's throwing out hints and leading us to what she knows, but not telling us. Just tell us. Just tell us. The van is about to leave. We have to get on the van. So Heather Heather goes. We are a group of women who've just been completely traumatized and are very full off of raclette by our friend getting arrested practically in front of us. And all of us have red flags and we turn the other way because we didn't want to upset her and we wanted to stay in her good graces and we ignored the, our instincts and we ignored messages people sent us. We ignored victims. We ignored many phone calls from Homeland Security that said, we need to talk to you about your friend, Jen Josh. You may be up to some no good. We ignored all that, okay? We had you know, the signs. I was walking. I was walking down the sidewalk a couple of weeks ago, and I could have sworn that a bush was following me. And I kept looking behind me, and the further I walked, the further the bush was close to me. And then finally I just stood there, and the bush actually took two steps, and I ignored that. I ignore that. Like, I'm literally ignoring everything happening. She goes, so Lisa, if you know something about our friend Mary victimizing people, would you please just tell us? And she's like, I, and Meredith goes, I had a conversation with Mary today. That's it. She's like, it's about <laughs> And then there's a big rewind moment. I should also mention that during this entire scene, Trixie Monoclockle quietly in the background is going, oh, oh, oh. Uh, uh. It's like the chorus wants to weigh in, but they're like too afraid. Like, is now the time? So six hours earlier, during the Nancy Kerrigan exhibition, Meredith says, Okay, Mary, there are some people making cryptic negative remarks, but mainly cryptic. It's my new favorite word, okay? I'm engaging with cryptic about your church, and it's upsetting me. And Mary goes, oh, no. And she goes, yes, Mary, I don't sign. She's like, well, look, as my grandmother used to say, it's not who said it, it's who believes it. Now sign over your mortgage or Jesus Christ will decapitate you and serve your vows to demon dogs. <laughs> well, and afterwards, we both got some sort of tchotchkes from a local kiosk and everything was fine. So I think everything's okay. So, you know, Meredith, she did almost get in trouble at a sunglasses shop when she took sunglasses and put them in the microwave. I mean, those were $150,000. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> I mean, I did tell her not to spend $75 on knockoff Mickey Mouse ears that were in the shape of squares, but she insisted that she had to get them. So, well, you know. So Meredith says, you know what? She said, Meredith, you know, what religion, what church do you know of that people don't have negative things to say about, you know? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And Lisa's like, you know what? But I'm respectful of PayPal, well, except for weather. And I'm respectful of my friend Cameron. And I believe him. I believe him. And Heather's like, what do you believe? You still haven't said what you believe. It's like, he has had extreme religious trauma being a member of her church, and he is no longer a member. And Meredith is like, religious trauma? That is the most abstract thing I've ever heard. And Lisa's like starts playing with her hair angrily. She's like, oh my god, you're supposed to be on my side, bitch. If I say anything right now, it's not a betrayal of Kamran. This is because I was pushed by Meredith. So just all of these insinuations are being made that are more damaging, I would guess, than what the truth is. And I have stood behind Mary because... She has been a good friend to me, better than Jennifer Shaw. But I am being told all these, you guessed it, cryptic messages, and nothing is clear, and I'm getting angry and upset. I'll tell you one thing that's not cryptic. Ah, my emotions. I'm getting angry, angry, and that, <laughs> frankly. Now, if you don't give me a concrete example, and Lisa goes, hey, Marcus, this house and gave her 300 grand. Boom. Are we talking about the chocolate bar or cash? I can't deal with all this cryptic information. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So I'm not really sure what this is about. I guess this is Mary talking not too bright people and deciding over their mortgages, but I'm not sure. I'm not sure, I'm but not it's, sure. I guess uh, we'll have to wait. We will have to wait. But uh, then at the after show, so you want to know something really shady, something yes. I've just seen clips of this after show that people are posting. And so one of them is about this. And Lisa's like, well, you know what? Like he's like traumatized with that. Just say, and that's it. And then Meredith is like, I mean, come on. You know what? If you sign your house over, you sign your house over. It's known as a charitable donation. No one got in trouble in Angie's party when that guy gave a million dollars. I mean, I mean, it sounds like charity. And Lisa, then it cuts back to Lisa. And she goes, you know what? Like, I can't speak for Cameron. You, you can ask him. But Cameron has passed away, ma'am. <laughs> For you to say that in the after show when everybody knows this poor guy has passed away, Lisa <laughs> just sticking to her guns like, you know what? Talk to Cameron. Pray. You know so you what? Ask the little boy from Coco. He can go to the other side and he can get the information for you. <laughs> that is very odd that she would say you should ask him. That When she was the one who posed the tribute to the poor guy. <laughs> yeah, maybe they posed, maybe they recorded that a long time ago. I have no idea, but. I, yeah, I don't know, but um, wow, I just I'm loving, I just absolutely love the season and the and the trailer for next week. I mean, the fact that the, our our A and B stories here about Mary having a cult and Jen Shaw facing federal charges. I mean, this is this is going to be one of the best seasons of all time on Bravo for sure. Yeah, good times, everybody. Well, thank you so much for being here. We'll see you yes. tonight on Take a Seat over on Green Room by Spotify, seven p.m. Pacific, ten p.m. 
Eastern. We're going to have Potomac up later, then um, Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, Episode 2 and 3 this week, plus a bonus. If you want our videos, this was video, so if you want them, Crappens On Demand is over at patreon.com slash watchwhatcrappens. That's also where you find our bonus episodes. Go get your tickets for Crappens Live starting in January in New York City. Um, we're going to be in Jersey that week. It sold out. We're going to be in Boston that Sunday. That's going to be a really fun big show, too. That's a so huge the, show, actually. I yeah. think we're, it's getting overshadowed by our New York show, but that's a huge show in Boston. Yeah. So that's going to be really fun, too. So if you need your tickets, go get them at watchbackcrappens.com. In the meantime, for those of you who only listen to Salt Lake City, like Cretans, happy Thanksgiving <laughs> to you. And, you know, we do love you guys and are very thankful uh, for you. So have a great week, and we'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye. Watch What Crappens would like to thank its premium sponsors. Ain't no thing like Alison King. Ashley Savoni, she don't take no baloney. She's not just a Sheila, she's a Daniela. Itchels, Dana C. Dana Do. Erin McNicholas, she don't miss no trickleus. Hava Nagila Weber. Jamie, she has no less namey. Sipped some scotch with Jessica Trotch. Just saying, okay. We McLovin, Karen McClellan. She's always supplying, it's Kelly Ryan. Kristen the Piston Anderson. Megan Berg, you can't have a burger without the Berg. You don't touch the Nicky Morgan letters. There ain't no problem that Sarah Salvia can't solve ya. The Bay Area Betches, Betches. And our super premium sponsors. Better than Tabuli, it's Annie and Julie. Somebody get us 10 cc's of Betsy MD. Always the wiser is Allison Weasler. We're taking the gold with Brenda Silva. She's cheese on a bagel, it's Megan Ragel. Erica, 500 days of summers. The incredible edible Matthew sisters. Don't get salty with Christine Pepper. Let's go on a bender with Lauren Fender. My favorite Murdo, Karen McMurdo. No one makes us feel well like Megan Cap Sewell. Mina Coochie Coochie Coochie. Give him hell, Miss Noel. Sarah Greenwood, she only uses her power for good. Kristen, the Ruby Rubano. Can't have a meal without the Emily sides. Shannon, out of a cannon, Anthony. Let's get racy with Miss Stacy. Let's take off with Tamla Plain. She ain't no shrinking Violet Kuchar. We love you guys. <laughs>